0: Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world—people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Bob Ramsey. Bob specializes in leadership development as a coach, trainer, speaker, and author. His ultimate coaching formula is based on the science of human behavior and creates predictable, tangible, and long-lasting changes. Hello, Bob. Hey, Mitch. How are you doing? I'm excited. Okay, well, as you should be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So you came to me via, uh, via Valerie Ra- Rashe? Rashe? right? The warm and wonderful right?
1: Valerie Rashi, yeah.
0: Um, and I love Valerie, but I don't say her last name very often, so I just call her Valerie. But okay. thank you, Valerie, for bringing Bob here today. And she loves and adores you. And she was just like, he is so interesting. And that's all I need to hear. Wow. He's interesting. So let's bring Somebody Bob on Somebody likes me, talk. right? Yes. Yeah. So tell us, tell us about your leadership development help.
1: Well, we do a lot of executive coaching and I have a very smart business partner, my 33 year old son. All right. And he actually um, created this really great coaching system based on an assessment we do on versatility for our clients. Okay. So, So it's a 360 degree assessment that, that, um, measures people's image, presentation, competence, and feedback, how other people view them like that. And then it it produces a report, and then we take that report, and he actually wrote four workbooks, one for image, one for competence, one for feedback, and one for presentation. And then we coach people around that idea to help them be more influential, and influential people are leaders. So that's how we train people to be leaders, is we help them become more versatile.
0: I gotcha. So, image is how you present yourself.
1: How you look, how you groom yourself, what you wear, how messy your desk is, how messy your car is, those kind of things. Okay. How how you dress appropriately.
0: Gotcha. Okay.
1: So, you would never wear a, um, well, most people wouldn't wear a a sandals and a Hawaiian shirt to a funeral. Correct. Like you would not wear a three-piece suit to a beach. That's inappropriate. Right, right? gotcha. So, so dressing appropriately to the occasion is is image.
0: Unless you're having a stock photo taken. Then you wear your suit and go to the beach. You or, jump right. up and look like you love your job. Right, right, <laughs> right,
1: right, right. Or weddings. You know, weddings, people wear beaches at the right. weddings. So, so that's that's, uh, that's kind of thing. So, but, and then uh, competence is not how well you do your job. Right. It's how well you manage yourself and your attitude. For instance, pessimistic people rate low incompetence. Well, we don't want to be around pessimists. No. We don't want to be around Eeyore. No. Right? <laughs> no. So, so, uh, so, so Eeyore is a pessimist, and Tigger, his his counterpart, is an optimist. Right. So we want to be optimistic. Even, right. Even you can be optimistic around the most ordinary things, and even bad news you can be optimistic about. So that's what uh, um, competence is: reliability, dependability, optimism. Um, responsibility, those kind of things. Flex, gotcha. Flexibility, rigid people. Flexibility
0: are, is big. Is big. Especially big. now. Yes. You have to be very right. flexible. Right, <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. And then presentation, how well you present in front of groups. If a TED Talks, those people get A's and B's in presentation skills.
0: Exactly. So
1: we, we, we all know that when you go up and do a good presentation, people will come up to you and say, wow, wow. And they'll give you more, uh, more, more, uh, social endorsement than you deserve. Right. Because you're a good speaker. Right. Okay. And so image, competence, presentation, and feedback is how warm and genuine you are. Uh, can we, do Do you care about people? Can we tell you care about people? Right. And that's what feedback is. So those things can all, uh, we create habits around those things. So when I coach somebody, I say, okay, let's talk about the habit of appreciative praise. Because if you give somebody appreciative praise versus evaluative praise, people say, "Wow, that person cares about me."
0: Yeah. See,
1: so, so that's that's in a nutshell. That's our coaching system.
0: I love it.
1: It's, it works. It works great.
0: And so, and what I found interesting when, when I was you know uh, looking into who is Bob Ramsey and what are we going to be talking about, and and talking about their the ultimate um, leadership coaching that you mm-hmm, do. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says predictable
1: right it's predictable so in other words if if somebody has bad presentation skills i can predict <laughs> if they do a b c d and e they're going to have good presentation skills
0: gotcha so fo- <clears throat> follow the program
1: follow the program just do the here's what here's why people fail in life they get good advice or they don't get good advice and they don't take that advice. They don't put it into this action. This is true.
0: This is that whole you can lead a horse to water thing. And I've dealt with this. I know exactly where you're
1: right, at. Right, right. So a uh, predictable, you can predict a horse will go die of thirst if he doesn't drink the water. And you can predict the horse will be rehydrated if he does drink the water. It's, that's easy to predict. <laughs> so that's why it's predictable. Gotcha. It's just, it's just almost common sense.
0: Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. So how did, how long have you been... Helping people with leadership skills.
1: <clears throat> well, about 12 years. Okay. About 12 years. And I kind of just, um, I was actually um, had this job selling financial services. All right. And it wasn't going well. And I was praying for an answer, actually. And the phone rang and it was Mark Moran. And he said, Bob, how would you like to come to San Angelo, Texas and become a corporate trainer? So I said, San Antonio, Right. He said, "No, San Angelo," and I said, "Karen, get the atlas. <laughs> where
0: is that? <laughs> yes, where is it?
1: It's just it's out in the middle of nowhere in West Texas. Okay, it's a big town. It's two hundred fifty thousand people. Really, and there's no interstate that goes to it. It's like it's like out there in the middle of nowhere. It's it's like um, um, east of Midland, Odessa, about an hour and a half, southwest of Dallas, about two hours." And so, so- are
0: these people that just? They don't, they want to kind of hide out a little bit? No. Like they went quiet? No, or they're, they're... Are they sitting there going, where in the hell is our highway?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's it, B. That's what they said. They said, why did we, of all people, not get an interstate? I don't
0: understand. We pay taxes. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. But it's a great place. So I went there and I became a corporate trainer. And then I started uh, traveling to all these different um, branches of this company. And when I did that, I started meeting with these managers who were out in Podunk, Wyoming, and they had a team of seven people, and they had leadership issues. Okay. Okay. Got you. And about that same time, I had teenage sons, and I said, well, here's what I'm learning about this. Maybe it would work for you, and it did work. And so that's how I kind of got into coaching. And then one of those teenager sons became, you know, Went to school, got smarter than me. And, you know, he got. You he he's my business partner now. <laughs> yeah, right. 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 But, but how I got into coaching people was uh, just doing training with people, and then um, just at at night talking to ma- managers who had real life problems. Gotcha. So that's how I got into coaching, and then our coaching system just kind of upped the game when when uh, uh, we we created this new system. Daniel did about three years ago, I think. I think that answered your question, that didn't did. it? That okay. did. It did answer my question. Okay. Thank okay. you.
0: I especially, so you lived in the St. Angelo, well, is that it? Well, uh, yeah,
1: I actually got an apartment in St. Angelo What Karen and my teenage daughter at that time still okay. stayed here. Uh, so I, I, commuted. Got, yeah. I commuted. Oh, wow,
0: that's a commute. Okay. It was lonely. Yeah.
1: It was lonely, you know, because you know, the people that get on the plane at the Sunday night and go back to work and they're all gone all week and they come back for Friday night for a few hours, I was one of those for a yeah, few it's a, years. Yeah, that's
0: a tough gig. I it did. Is. I did that. I, I used to travel thirty-five weeks out of the year. Yes. And after a while, you're like, I have no life. Right. And people think it's really glamorous. I'm like, it's glamorous up until you have to go do it. Exactly. <laughs> that exactly. Is not, the glamour goes Wait, away. Just
1: look at the just look at the how people uh, get onto planes like zombies on Sunday yeah. night. Right. So.
0: Because it's like, yeah, I gotcha. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break. We will be right back with Bob Ramsey. Thanks. Okay, we are back with Bob Ramsey and I have this question I really have to ask you. What is kiteboarding?
1: Well, kiteboarding <laughs> is something I just discovered last week. Actually okay. on New Year's Day uh, New Year's Eve actually. I I discovered it.
0: Did you discover it on purpose or on accident? Accident.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> accident. Uh, and I'll tell you the whole story in a minute but if you don't mind. But a kiteboarding is when you uh, actually are on a surfboard and a kite is pulling okay,
0: you. Okay, gotcha. Yes, gotcha.
1: So you've seen a the YouTube. Big YouTube's. kite. It's not a little kite. It's, no, it's big. It's big. <laughs> it's big enough to pull you off the ground. I guess. Right. So, so here's what uh, um, I did last week, or between Christmas and New Year's. See, I'm always looking for ways to make my life more meaningful. And I thought <clears throat> when Hurricane Michael hit the Florida Panhandle on October 10th, and I could tell. By the news that those were high winds, it was going to do a lot of damage. And, and like right after that, the news was on, on the Florida Panhandle for about four or five days. And then the fire started in California. And the news took the eye off the world off of Panhandle and put it onto California. And so the people in the Panhandle are still suffering <clears throat> that, but, ha- but that
0: unfortunately happens a lot.
1: It does. Yeah. Because,
0: okay, we're over this one. Let's go to the next one. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. That's the news. That's the business they're in. They're trying to find the, the biggest, brightest thing, I guess. Right. Shine the light on it. <clears throat> so, Karen and I, my wife and I, decided to tr- go down to uh, Panama City area and try to help. And what we did is we uh, found a guy who was running a uh, a tent where they give out water and bleach and dog food and diapers and things to people who are are in need, and we gathered up a whole van full of materials, and I put a bunch of tools in the van too, and we went down, we emptied all our um, materials into this tent, and then we camped out, and the next day we tried to go and find where we could do good. Right. And so uh, we met a church down there that said, uh, this person needs cleanup in their yard, and this person needs this, and this person needs this. And so uh, I went to this person, uh, Julia is her name, and just basically picked up logs and carried them to the road where the big machine can pick them up. The big machine will only pick up logs that are really close to the road. If it's 15 feet away, they won't pick them up. So I got a guy to cut a chainsaw, cut those into... 100-pound logs, and I rolled them to the... That's what I did all morning on New Year's Eve. Wow. And then I said to Karen, I sent her a text. I said, hey, let's drive through and get some lunch and go to a park to eat. Because she and I like to do that. So we said, okay, St. Andrews Park is right there by Panama City. And we kind of expected like a, you know, forest park or just sit and eat. Right. And we went there, and we pulled up, and it's right on the Gulf of Mexico. And the waves are rolling in, and there's sand dunes all over, and these kites are coming up there. I said, Karen, grab lunch. We're going out there and see what's going on. Right. And we went out there, and these guys are, and the girls are kiteboarding and having the great fun out there. And I thought, I'm going to do that.
0: Oh, my gosh. You know, so I, put that <laughs> on, I
1: came home, put that on my goal list. I started watching all the YouTubes on how to do kiteboarding. And I thought, you know, this is a good reason to be fit. Yes. Because if, if, I don't know about you, but I don't like to work out. I don't like to do pull-ups and push-ups and all that kind of stuff. Right. But if I know that I can stay healthy enough that I can play at that high a level, buddy, I'm all over Ex- now. And
0: that's good motivation because yes. when people have the motivation to work out, to lose weight or something, I, I've I, my feeling has always been, okay, I work out so that I can move how I want to move. Like, it would make me crazy not to be able to move around on Earth like I want to move around. I want to feel free and I can move and yes. you know and so when I can't do that, that's gonna that will that will make Mish a crazy person. So I have to work out so that I'm able to move around, yeah. Yep. You know,
1: have, having a reason, a why. Yeah. Having but like a, a why. An
0: awesome why. Yeah, Not, awesome You know, why. like right. something that it's, it really is going to carry you through.
1: Yes. You yes. know. So, so yeah, that's, you know, so we're kind of in the goal setting January here, right? Right. So if you set goals, you know, put the why behind every one of the goals that you want to accomplish and, and, and dwell on that why. Dwell on that because that will give you energy. Right. To, 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 to pay the price.
0: So kiteboarding looks hard. Now that I know what it is. It, I mean, that that's, woo.
1: Yeah, it that's, does. It,
0: well, You're going to be sore after the first time, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> I hope so.
1: I hope so. You know, I, I, I just hope that I can uh, do it. And, uh, you know, but I'm just, you know, I did a, I, I did the, the 3,000 squat challenge in December. Right. So, so I mean, I'm just trying to. It was did like, you do it all in one day? No, no. <laughs>
0: I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> oh I, my gosh! On, on the two hundred squad day, I didn't do
1: two hundred at all. And at one then time, I
0: did not walk for three weeks. Right. So,
1: so, uh, so. Anyway, just um, uh, that's what kiteboarding is. That's I'm just. It's just one of my goals. Uh, I'm just. I'm excited about that. It's just a fun thing to do. And is
0: this one of the things you help people with too? Like, with their if they have goals, it's like, what is the why behind the goal? Because the why is important. Why is so important?
1: Exactly. Well, if you here, so here's. I train leaders, right? So what do leaders do? They get results with other people. So all of the leaders I talk to are trying to influence other people. So like we have in one of our workbooks, an accountability module. Mm -hmm. And the accountability module helps you hold other people accountable. Right.
0: Got to have that.
1: Now, it's very hard to hold somebody accountable to say, let's say we're going to hold them accountable to make 10 cold calls a day. It's very hard to get them to do that, even if that's their job, even if you say you're going to fire them if they don't do it, unless they have a why to do those 10 cold calls. So one of the things the leader needs to do is to ask their people what their goals are. Right. And then attach that goal to the, the assignment. So let's say that uh, the, this leader named Sam was going to have a, another person that he's leading, Stephanie, make 10 cold calls. And Stephanie didn't want to make the cold calls because they're scary to do and they're, uh, we don't want to do them. Or it's uncomfortable. Yeah. And so uh, he, Sam says, okay, Stephanie, what are your goals? Let's talk about your personal and your professional goals. And let's say, okay, you, you, you say you have a goal here to make X amount of dollars a year. Can you see how making 10 cold calls will do that? You can. You want to get respected by your husband. Can you see how you can earn more respect if you make those ten cold calls, and if he could tie several of her heartfelt, uh, um, passionate goals to that assignment, his accountability is so much easier.
0: That is really true, and I, and I think that's important. I mean, it, I just did this with my daughter. Um, my daughter is is working on a database spreadsheet she does and she didn't know it was for me it was like i'm like hey this person needs us to do this because i mean it it was actually this person i hired to help do things but Uh she needed this help and so she hired my daughter to do it but i didn't tell my daughter oh this is my client by the way i was i'm gonna leave myself out of that she just needs to get it done and she was doing it yesterday and she was just running into all these blocks you know and finally i just said okay we have to figure this out because that's actually my client And this particular service is really good for us. It's a great service that we provide to clients, and, you know, we make money from it. And what that means is more TJ Maxx for you and I. And, oh, we're getting it done
1: okay so
0: like but it was important I think for her to see that there was there's more in this than you're getting paid by the hour there's a bigger goal with this I need this program and this service to keep running really well and on time because it's something that clients expect and when they expect it and you do it well they pay you for it
1: yes and then we go shopping Yes. So shopping <laughs> shopping is a great motivator for her then. Yes. That's great. That's right? Great. She's a
0: teenager. Of course it is.
1: Yes. And so that's this works in parenting too, right? If we can tie what all those kids want to some activity we want them to take, then it becomes more powerful. Exactly. That's a great way to motivate and to charge people up and yeah. lead people. Right. Lead them. Yeah. Not just boss Yay around. Yay for lead leadership.
0: Them. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with Bob. <music> Okay. We are back with Bob Ramsey and we have question time. Um, So looking at, you know, the various things you do, I came across this, this, and I thought, what, I want to know more about this. The law of disconfirming evidence.
1: The law of disconfirming evidence is the warmth and competence model.
0: Ah, okay.
1: So uh, this came from a study and I can't quote the study, but I can send it to anybody who wants to email me. I can send you the study. And that it goes around the fact that when we meet somebody, we make some subconscious uh, decisions about that person. Okay. And one of them we make very quickly on a subconscious level is how warm they are. In other words, uh, are, are they very warm, they right. want to help us. They, wanna, they care about us. Right. And if they have no warmth, then they're against us. They want to hurt us. Right. And then we make another uh, decision really quickly, subconsciously, how powerful are they? Are they have little power to help us or hurt us? Or do they have a great amount of power to help us or hurt us? Right. So that's competence. <clears throat> now, when we when we assess somebody, we assess them differently on warmth and competence. They're both very important things. Okay. <clears throat> but if somebody, if we're assessing somebody for their competence, we look for confirming evidence. In other words, they can they can be uncompetent, not powerful, not powerful, not powerful, but if they do one big thing. We think, wow, that was big. And so we kind of give them competence in our judgment. Mm -hmm. We we view them as competent from then on. But warmth works the other way. Warmth is disconfirming evidence. If I say to my wife, I love you, I love you, I love you a thousand times, and then I get mad at her I say, I want a divorce. Buddy, let me tell you. That that one unwarm thing that right. disconfirms all the I love yous
0: exactly it,
1: it wipes them out
0: yeah right okay
1: okay so that's the law of disconfirming evidence the law of disconfirming evidence is on warmth you can ruin all of your warmth efforts with one bad mistake
0: very true but I liked what you were saying about because it's I'm I'm actually dealing with this right now there okay. there there is a couple of people in my life that I'm like. Do I wanna do stuff with you? Like when you're talking about it sounds really awesome the things that you've done in your past, but I don't feel like I, I I'm seeing it in, in other ways. You know what I mean? So when so when we're talking about how people present themselves and you know mm-hmm, how they mm-hmm, dress mm-hmm. and the and I'm like it doesn't something's off is what mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm. things are not coming together for me. And I'm not too sure about this. And I and i and I've been Trying to decide, like, do I want to just go and go? Tell me what the heck is I? I feel lost. Well, like, do I just say say that to them? Like, proof? Okay. Well,
1: so 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 when we see incompetent people, and if you if you were familiar with this model, you'd be able to say, oh, their competence is low, or okay. their feedback is low, right? Or their image is low, and and people have. Ways they manage themselves, right? And they're right. in a habit of doing that. And so we 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 avoid people that are low versatile. We don't want to be around them. That's painful to be with them. And people that are highly versatile, we want to be around them all the time. Yeah, exactly. We want to hang out with them. They're, they're, they're just they're, we just want we can't we can't get enough of those people. Right, 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 right. So so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be all highly versatile on everything, always, always. Gotcha. So, so, if you have somebody that's in your life, for instance, and you have some clout with them and you could identify one thing that they could do different, you might say to them, Hey, um, would you be open to some advice? And because I've got a, just a tip that somebody gave me that I right. could like give you, and just give them one piece of advice about that one thing.
0: And, I like it. Okay, that's great, and yeah. that's such that's something that people can totally use. I, I know everyone listening is thinking of someone right now that they want to go and say, "Can I give you some advice? Are you open to some advice?" I love it.
1: Well, and people don't want to be changed by their people. You know that? No, they they don't want somebody like Bob Ramsey or Mitch Match coming oh. into their life and and saying, "Do that, do that, do that," and change.
0: Well, no, because they won't work anyway. They have yeah. to do it.
1: But but if you say hey, would you be open to something? And you have influence in that person's life. You, right. have to, you have to have built some trust for that person. Sure. But if you can do that and say, have you considered this piece of advice that I got from somebody that was pretty smart? And then just say, boom, what it is. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: I like it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Bob Ramsey. Sure. That's most helpful. Um, do you have a favorite movie or show that you feel really talks to leadership? that you've seen a movie or a show you're like this is this is <clears throat> a good example of leadership.
1: Well, I do. Okay. But I hate to say it because it's a really old movie. That's okay. It's Top Gun.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> and the favorite scene in my whole it, this is kind of the the um the f- theme of my life in a way. All right. When uh Maverick, as you know, was the pilot who uh, lost his buddy. He got killed in an accident. Right. And his confidence went down low, and he, uh, he didn't win the contest to fly the planes. He got second place, but he went to the awards ceremony. And at the awards ceremony, the, the head uh, Air Force guy, I hope it was Air Force, maybe it was Navy. Uh, yeah, it was Navy. Sorry, <laughs> Navy. I really don't know. <clears throat> but he was handing out because they had to go to battle it had to go to battle. And he said, you two guys, there's two guys in a plane. You two guys are going to go in together. You two guys are going to go together. And you, uh, Tom, whatever Tom's last name is. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. You're going to be by yourself. But if you don't get your partner when you get to the ship, you call me. I'll fly with you. And that, if you don't have somebody to go with you, right. you call me. I'll go with you. Right. If you don't have anybody to dig that ditch... You call me, I'll dig that ditch with you. If you don't have anybody to go to this place and do this very hard thing, you call me, I'll go with you. I, I just think that is the, like the highest form of leadership. I love it. When, when I will come out, drop my agenda, I will drop my uh, pr- uh, prestige, I will drop my title, and I'll come into your world and help you do what you need to do.
0: Yeah. Uh, that's uh, uh, that is leadership. And,
1: and so it's
0: serving the people that you lead. That's my right.
1: favorite scene of a, of I a love favorite it. movie.
0: Oh, I'm glad I asked you that. And I'm glad it was an older movie. See, I that was like, okay. you know, that was a cool movie when I was a kid. So uh okay. Do you have a favorite office item? Like in your office, is there something there that you love? Even if it's your stapler or if it's a certificate. What is it?
1: Well, it's a it's a painting. Okay. It's a painting. Because uh, my, my partner is my 33-year-old son. and His name is Daniel. Daniel Ramsey. Gotcha. Right. right. Uh, I have two other children, too. I love just as much, but we're in business together. Right. But uh, he uh, painted uh, several times, Van Gogh painted the sower, the sower. Okay. And it's a picture of a silhouette of a man who's out there sowing in a field and i think that's powerful because we're all sowers yeah we're all planting seeds you are i am everybody listening to this is planting a seed whether you know it or not and you're planting good seeds or you're planting bad seeds in people's lives and so i want to just really encourage everybody me you i want to keep doing this keep planting good seeds right keep planting seeds don't stop planting don't leave the field Keep planting good seeds.
0: Yeah, no matter what, even no matter when what. it looks like everything's is blowing seems up, lost, just still keep, keep doing the good stuff. They, yeah, they
1: they still played on the the back of the the um, the Titanic when it was going down. Right, band still played. I like it. The band, yeah, still, played. Right. The like band it. still played. They were still planting seeds. And you know what? We're sitting here in 2019 talking about the Titanic and what the band did because they planted good seeds a hundred years ago.
0: Yeah, I love it. Plant good seeds. Yes. That is awesome. Where can people learn about you? Find about find you. Where where can people learn more about
1: Bob Ramsey? Bob dot com is my and Bob Ramsey. Uh, I've got a website um, and I've got an email address. Bob at BobRamseySeminars.com. You can email me. I'll send you a uh, send you something if you send me uh, an email. I'll send you something of value. Um, or you can follow me on Facebook. Uh, bob Ramsey Leadership Tips. Awesome. So. This.
0: Thank you, Bob. Thank, well, thank you, you so Mitch. much for being here today. Oh, this has been fun.
1: It's been a great pleasure for me. I appreciate it. All right. And Thanks. for all
0: of you listening out there, uh, you know where to find Mishmash. It's on iTunes. Subscribe. Have fun. Love you. Bye.